Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. Boy, what you laughing for? I mean, you know, we still saying that for now. Because it's your boy, DJ Ben, I mean, a.k.a. Lightwork Dagami, a.k.a. Method Mansplaining, a.k.a. Milk Meat Millhouse. Keep that same energy on when you see me. Quantum Leech, a baby Max. Premium Peter Parker, Chris Radnorock, Bit Dick Grayson Energy, Black Black Goliath, Yolo Baggins, Lando Californication, The Ghost in the Shell Toe, The Kevin Bacon of Internets, amongst <laughs> other things. Arsenio Holodeck here in the spaceship tonight, and as always, I am joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as E Honda Civic Princess Preach. Jam and a Holla fan, Victoria's Secret Wars, V Def Jam Vendetta, <laughs> T'Challa Bread, Toffee Baratheon, Emma Frosted Flakes, and the Arc Android 18. Nice, nice, nice. And, you know, in the third seat, we have my blood brother, <laughs> Beth Bay, 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 Bay. <laughs> Beth J. <laughs> Let me stop before they come on my block and ask me what, yeah. what, what something be like. And I'm like, I don't know what it'd be like, bro. It's the new day. Um, Jeff J, a.k.a. Miles Morassets, Earth, Wind, and Firestorm, LeVar Bourbon, Bagger Vance Astro, <laughs> I Am Inuyasha Fierce, Legion and Juice, <laughs> Fax the Destroyer, oh, and Neil Deadass Tyson. <laughs> I'm sorry for the ugly laugh, y'all. That was, a, that was a good ugly laugh. That was genuine. That's how you know she ain't fronting. <laughs> Wait, say that one again, Jeff. I am Inuyasha Fierce. Wow. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Also, Method Mansplaining here in the house tonight. <laughs> I, I, that was a great one, uh, Ben. Very good. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, like I said before, you know, this is, as most of y'all know it, Fan Bro Show. But. 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 I don't feel so good. Mm. Yeah, if you're following us on Instagram, you did see some warning signs of what is about to happen. You know, you saw the I don't feel so good post. A lot of people had a lot to say. Shout out to the mayor of Fanbro Show, Otto Asando, <laughs> or one of the mayors. You he know, that you alarm know. like, no. Yeah, let, let me run that back real quick. You know, <laughs> my baby, my baby done disintegrated. Yeah, speaking Shout of disintegrated. Out. If you were on any of our social media pages mm-hmm. or even our SoundCloud page, everything mm-hmm. was disintegrating. Mm-hmm. Everything. What does that mean, Ben? Oh, I mean, what does that mean, Tatiana? That's what I want to know. You know, I'm wondering <laughs> myself right now. Can, can you help me out? Can, can you let me in on this secret? Gonna have to wait till the second movie comes out. <laughs> oh, wow. Cold-blooded, <laughs> folks. Cold world. I mean, we, we need to let them in. Obviously, by now, as you're listening, you've already seen it. But yes, folks, this is the very last episode of Fan Bro Show. And, you know, the last time we did that, yo, I mean, it was a... C- Catastrophe. Is that a cacophony was, and a catastrophe at the same yeah, it, time? It, it was all of them rolled up into one because it was terrible, yo. We said it was the last fan bro show and people took us dead ass serious. Like, oh, oh, people yo, were pissed. Pissed. I feel like we lost like 500 listeners that day <laughs> and never recovered them. I mean, that's not funny, but at the time it was just like, wow. Yes. I know y'all Real. wasn't right for that. But no, folks, this is the last fan bro show as you know it, because we got a new name. So what happened is our 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 slave name was dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop saying that for for Brent React. Toby, <laughs> <laughs> we we decided to have our foot chopped rather than oh wow, <laughs> bury us in the ocean as they say. <laughs> Oh, Bury yes. us with our with our graphic designers who knew <laughs> <laughs> who would rather change their name than, than keep the old graphics up on our social media. <laughs> 
Okay. God. I get Grand Duchess. Can you just let people know what's happened? Um. Well, shout out to one very astute observer, Omari Soulfinger, who <laughs> actually guessed it. We do have a new name. We are now going forward. Henceforth, the show will be known as For All Nerds. Woohoo! Yay! Clap, clap, clap. Make some noise. You like that, right? Yes. So a lot of people who are longtime listeners will know that that's actually not a departure or even a real change per se. If you pay very close attention to us or you pay close attention to our theme song or what was our theme song, it says the answer right in the theme song. And at least for the past year and a half, maybe two years now, Mr. Ben Ami in every intro, he says for all nerds. So at least for the last year. Fan. You know, fan, you know, like and fan also for all nerds. Right. Um, a lot of people don't realize it, but the name fan bros, at least in a song, is actually an acronym. The fan part stood for for all nerds. And as we made for many years, we've always asked that question about our name, about how people felt about it. Everyone who was on everyone who, who, who got the wave already, they was like, oh, I you know, it's fine. But there was always a hanging butt in the air, always. And it's something that after, I mean, and this is something we've been talking about for years. It's something we even talked about with Combat Jack. This is something that we didn't take lightly. Um, you know, it, it's something that is part of our general identity, but also we realized it was something that was potentially holding back others from being ushered into the for all circle of trust. The circle of trust. So. Yes. After much, much deliberation, you know, soul searching, consternation, <laughs> all that. And then it, I think it actually took the, the joining of Jeff J for this to happen. But <laughs> Oh, man, don't say that. This, this <laughs> man already <laughs> over here giving him shout outs himself, shout outs on social media. You, you give, you give yeah, me so, the rope so and i So long story short, it. we've evolved. And, and, and not to say we haven't been evolving, but we've evolved on a name. And we've decided that now is the time that we need to move forward, make some new waves. And we are now to be henceforth addressed as For All Nerds. Yes. As you see, our social media has switched over. So you are still following us. You're just now following the For All Nerds and the For All Nerds show. Yeah. So I what like that. that means in the long term, anyone who has anything with the Fan Bros logo, that is worth $1 million now. <laughs> Put bucks. it up on eBay, okay? I'm telling you right now because we're not issuing any more merch or anything that has that logo on it. So if you have it, you are now in the possession of a classic. You are in the possession of real vintage and it will never happen again. So be proud of yourself that you jumped on board early on. Going forward, you guys are going to see new merch, new tees, new everything mm-hmm. with the and, new logos. And to and keep it how real it is, I don't even have a fan bro shirt. I'm going to have to bootleg it, to be honest, for TBT. <laughs> Watch when Throwback, when throwback Thursday comes off. When, when Throwback Thursday comes off, you're going to be like, how? Who? I'm, I'm going to tell you, don't. if you know, you know. I'm just like sitting here like if I see a boot like in, in the year 2020, if I see a fan bros old logo shirt, how? How? Now, people are going to be keeping them joints. People are going to keep you them should. nice I, and clean we, and fresh we all right have, now. We all have several. Well, besides Jeff, you and I, Ben, and then also, you know, the, the people who's been around for a while, like we've all had the shirts in multiple colors, old logos. We've had some special edition shirts that only the special, 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 special fan bros fam get. Um, and like I said, you guys are, are part of a, of a legendary crew and you will always be legendary going forward. Everyone's going to be on board on the, the for all nerds train. Mm, I like that. And let me just keep it a hundred percent funky right now, because I, myself, you know, I was quite attached to the fan bro show name. It came from, you know, the legendary combat Jack. He created the show and created the name. But I was so sick. I mean, so <laughs> sick and tired of being on Twitter and seeing people being like, oh, fan bros are whack as hell and not having nothing to do with us. Just talking about bros, you know, the idea of bros in the geek community and this idea of people, you know, who police the geek community and yeah. want to keep it very masculine, you know, an old school masculinity, you know, and all that type of stuff. You know, they want to ride that wave. And so... I was just so sick of it because, 
You know, it's like you couldn't even correct people because I understood that. You know, even though for years we've said it meant like Mario Bros, you know, well, that type of vibe. For years we were very clear. Well, at least on air, we said it was it was gender inclusive. It was uh, gender agnostic. Like non-binary, however you want to go. It was go. everything. Like, our, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the fact is that to Ben's point, we had to fight so much and constantly try to make sense of it to new people and to the to the point where there's some people who were just turned off immediately like we've seen and this is this was not a great deal of people but there's been a few times where people were saying oh listen to this podcast and the response would be i'm not listening to anything with the word bro in the title <laughs> never so mind cold. that that person never mind that the person could have been me yeah you know, a black woman <laughs> they were just like oh no it's this bro so it it's a linguistic hurdle to jump and and and, you know at the end of the day that that affects personal relationships that can affect business relationships it can affect the whole host of things so rather than continue this 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 was sisyphian is that the term (laughs) rather continue this sisyphus you know that 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 rolling pushing the rock up the wall i mean the the hill yeah rather than fight ourselves we said look let's just go with what we know go with something that's not a vast departure and when you guys see the full logo you'll be like oh it's just like home so it's not going to be an incredible shock to the system i think you guys will be happy with what you see sisyphian of a task such that it can never be completed sisyphian did I say wow. that or did I say a different you, way? You, you, yo, you get that. Million-dollar yes! words, million words your way. But I, I could say, um, as the uh, seven of nine of the spaceship right now, uh, oh you know, it's not really, as you said before, nothing's changed. The quality still remains. The show is still the show. We're so petty. It's just the fan show. We dropped the bros. We left the bros back in the past and we're moving forward to the future and i don't think anybody should be intimidated by it i don't think you should be you should have any dismay or anything like that still us we're still giving you the same raw uncut puro geek and nerd culture content that you've come to know and yo it's it's dope everybody chase listen i i had a totally different name when I was on the internet back in the early aughts and I changed to my name once once you know the, those checks started looking different and I wanted to go in a different <laughs> and I wanted to go in a different path it, it's just what you do um, let me dig into my hotep bag for a second there is a 48 law of power that says reinvent yourself mm. so I would say that you always have to reinvent yourself in order to evolve because if you there don't evolve go. You go the way of the Betamax. You go the way of mm. uh, the dinosaurs. You go the way of Yahoo Search. So mm. <laughs> damn, you, you had to PlayStation. Like you know, RIP Yahoo Search did hold it down for the nine nines and the and the eight thousands at one point. But that's what All we have to, to do, and that's that's what we're doing. So I, I think it's exciting. It's really exciting because we're we've been talking about this for so damn long. <laughs> We've been talking about good. it forever, and I know. And and I, and shouts to Ty the Robot, who said you y'all are so damn dramatic. We know this is just how it is. Okay, it's it's when you have something that's near 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 close to you. Not everybody agrees on this path forward. You gotta you gotta take things slow. So here we are, all on the same page, and we're good on any MLK Boulevard. Yes, and you know before we get out of here, we were talking about new merch, new stuff for y'all, and you know there is only one way to get that right now, and that is, mm, 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 you know, all this content for all this time. <laughs> well, guess what, folks? We are officially launching our Patreon. That's right, Patreon. <laughs> you know, you gotta say it like that, make it like Target Patreon. Yes, yes. You know, not Patron. Yes. Yeah, not Patron. No, not Patron. You know, Patron. Even, though we, <laughs> even though we will drink some Patron with you, if you know, if you contribute, you should this. call it the Patron because you know everybody's mama gonna call it that anyway. There we go. How we gotta give them money on the Patron? Mama is Pat- Patreon. <laughs> I don't even remember Mama, is, but it's not Patron. It's Patreon. Yes. That don't even make Patria. sense. How you, how, how Pat- mamas be Patreon. telling you the correct pronunciation of words don't make sense? It made when- sense when it was created. But Jeff, the Haitian jumped out when you said Patrick. Yeah, I, yeah, that's why I said I was like, yo, I had like 15 <laughs> accents all come out at once. That's so why I had to abort. Did you see, did you see our advertisement for the Patreon? Right, right, he, right. He went st- Trevor, where the Patreon, you know? 
Oh, man. <laughs> man. When Drake meets Drake. Yes, but <laughs> the Patreon.com slash fam bros. Now, oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Look so at you. Yeah. Fucking up already. Oh, 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 no. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. Yes. There you go. You can head over there right now. Check out all the tiers. We got all kind of great stuff for you. You'll love it. You know, thank you so much for all of your support throughout the years. Years. We're just continue bringing this dope content, the voice of the urban geek. None of that has ever changed. So please check it out. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. Get that, get that, get that. There yeah. is not, sadly, we have many tiers, but the one tier we are missing is five racks. We do not have a five rack option as of yet. But depending on the output, we may have one coming soon. Honestly, now that you said it, I think this needs to be there off GP. Off GP. Yo, off man, GP. there's something we need to put in there option? just off GP. Off if, GP. Yo, if there's a five-rack option. We're putting if one If you're on in the GP. New York area, and you know what? Let me not even, let me not even jump yeah. on. But, yeah. Let's take a break before, before we get to that. that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yo, I will, I will hop on Skype, Google Hangout, and we will, we will have a five-rack discussion. you will get your money's worth and you will see the return on investment i will not have on gucci i will not disappear oh i will not go to new york comic con without any return on your investment well your return on investment will be real if you (laughs) subscribe or become a patron to our for all nerds patreon because the other reason why we're launching this is not just to support the content that we've been producing on our own, out of pocket for years and years. We want to keep it generally free, but at the same time, we have so much more we want to do, but that costs money. Production is not easy. And as you know, generally speaking, our shows are high quality. This mic generally, right here. Generally. Let's say generally, 90, 97%. That's generally, Ben. Okay. 90, mostly, most of the time. My point is we are a high-quality content podcast. We are a high-quality, quality quality podcast, as you see here if you guys are watching on Fan Bros TV, which will be for all nerds TV soon. Mm. You see this lovely mic here that was not cheap came out of my pocket. Now, the reason why I sound so lovely is because of this not cheap mic. Now, things like this where you get dope mics, crisp quality of sound, dope cameras, crisp quality of visuals. You want to see live shows. We've seen all the tweets. We've seen all the IG posts and everything asking us, come to London, come to L.A., come here, come there. We see it. Word up. Like she said, that is patreon.com slash for all nerds. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the show. Hey, this is Boots Riley. Whenever I'm running through the city, driving through the city, running from the police, turning them corners, trying to figure out how to make my escape, I quickly turn the radio station to the one that plays podcasts so that I could check out the Fan Bros Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back, everybody, to the For All Nerds show. You like how that sounds? At ForAllNerds.com. On Twitter, on Instagram, that's For All Nerds. Woo, it's beautiful. All at once. Woo. New logo looking fresh and clean. Everything is fantastic. Man, you know. But, folks, you know, we took a week off last week. Things have been, you know, just so, I mean, throughout the Fanbros world, the For All Nerds world, everything, you know, has not been as fantastic as we would like. No. 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 It feels weird saying this because despite everything I went through emotionally, I still don't feel like it's happened. Mm -hmm. I can turn around and talk to her right now. But... Um, not recently. I'll just say recently because I don't know when you guys are going to be listening to this. But 
Recently, earlier this month of August 2018, one of our very close friends and team members, host of the Outlaw Bars show, Mia Stewart, known as Deadly Diva, actually passed away from cancer. It has been something that she has been fighting since the beginning of the year when she was diagnosed. Um, I actually found out later when she was diagnosed, she was diagnosed with stage four. So it was already, yeah, it was already well far along. And even though when it happened, she, when she shared it with us, it, she shared it with us almost like it was just another thing. Like you were sharing mm-hmm. a grocery list with somebody. She was like, oh yeah, and by the way, not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. but, that, that, but that's always been Diva's way. Diva has had had the most humanitarian type of heart I ever known. She has always put everyone, everyone above herself. She has always been the type of person to give you her entire heart, her entire uh, uh, attention, and, and make you feel needed. So... I mean, yeah, like, I, I could go on and on, like yeah. Tatiana was talking about. Like, we, you know, I I just remember, you know, every year we would meet up at New York Comic Con because she would always be there, you know, always part of the team. You know, she's the head of the Outlaw Bars podcast, you know, which to me was one of the dopest ideas ever to have three black women mm-hmm. talking about anime. You know, that was just, like, the illest idea to me because that's such next-level thinking. Yeah, because anime is so dominated by other people, and to have three black women on one show just unapologetic talking about anime and how much they loved it and stuff, she put me on to so much different things. Yeah, I mean, Diva to me was just like you know, I I don't even call her me, I always call her Diva, you know, just for the respect that she deserves because she just did everything for us, she was so giving. And then my one of the favorite things about her was how she would just check me without even thinking twice about it. You know, there was just, you know, if she ever saw me wilding on Twitter or whatever, she'd be like, Ben, what are you doing? You know, whenever we were there in New York Comic Con, anything that needed doing, you know, she would handle it. Mm-hmm. She was just. She was the type of person where you'd be like, look, here's a camera and a machine I've never used before. Go do something with it. <laughs> you know, make this work mm-hmm. for you. Make this work for us. You give her something. She'd be like, oh, okay, fix it. I'll, I'll figure it out. And she would always figure it out. Like, I've, I, I'm usually, it's usually tough for me to let people just take over because I'm always afraid, like, oh, they don't know what they're doing or I'm going to have to babysit them. She was never like that. Mm-mm. I was always like, look, man, I don't even know how to do this, Diva, but this is what's got to be done. And she say, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, that was with everything. And one thing a lot of people, besides what Ben mentioned of her, um, being, you know, being in the forefront of this podcast and bringing two new members into our fold. Shouts to Chopay and Tam, uh, simply Chopay and Bruja Bansan. Uh, she was incredibly smart, like beyond. Like uh, y'all don't notice. I don't even know if you do this, Ben, but she spoke seven languages. Wow. Like she and, and just the way that she was able to grasp anything and everything, and then on top of that, have a heart. That's the part that that always blew me because usually it's like you're so super intelligent and you have no empathy, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or you have all the empathy in the world and you know, you're not the most book smart, but she, she was, she was, she was, she was our friend. She was my friend and it's just so random. And obviously I'm thinking about her and getting emotional now, but even early when I was talking to Ben about her, like I, I just keep talking about her. Like she's at her house in Connecticut right now. So that's I mean, it. I miss. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like people like Combat Jack, like Deadly Diva, it's like they affect you so much that you'll never forget them and you always hear their words in your head in your head, their voice in your head, their advice, you know, all the times you spent with them. And it it's tough because, you know, it's like you go from just somebody following you on Twitter one day and hitting you up like, yo, I like the show a lot, you know, to emailing you about things, to being like, yo, I'd like to work with y'all. And then become a part of your family and, you know, one of your best friends. And it's, you know, and then just like that, they're not here with you anymore. And, you know, from like, for me, you know, it's like combat and now Diva, you know, two people who just really changed my life, you know, because Diva's one of the people who really showed me how much we meant to people, you know, and that was really important for keeping me going on the path Mm -hmm. because it'd be like, you know, I would want to quit doing the show or I'd be stressed over the show 
and then you meet someone like Diva who is just so inspired by what you did to just want to come along and join the team and do whatever to help you out. And that alone made you like, okay, I can't stop if they're doing all this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, she's somebody that never complained, even through her treatments. And we would, like like I've told you, it wasn't every day we were talking about her treatments, but we talked about it regularly and how she was doing. She was sending pictures when she was in the hospital and whatever she was doing with her life at that day or that week or whatever. But she's always did what she had to do regardless of what she was going through. And, you know, my only regret is that I didn't get to tell her personally that I loved her. Mm. I mean, she knew it though. That's not even, you know, people, you know, we all know how much we all love each other. And my more is that I feel like, and I know that outlaw bars is still going to continue on. So, I just, you know, want people to understand what a pioneer, you know, she was in this game. Like, people don't really get the credit they deserve. You know, like, I know that Combat Jack, you know, had all kind of people talk, and forever they will. But I don't, I won't stop talking about her. Because to start something like Outlaw Bars is so revolutionary and so ahead of its time. And so I will never, you know, forget that about her, that she is straight up and down a pioneer in the podcast business and deserves as much respect as anyone else in it. Absolutely. So thank you for being with us, Steva. And you're still with us, um, mm-hmm. even through this name change. So I, and I promise I will not be crying no more because I know she would get really pissed and tell me I'm doing too much. <laughs> so I'm good on <laughs> any MLK Boulevard. Word up. And, you know, with that, we are going to move on to one of our favorite segments. I mean, this is probably how, you know, Diva first got down with the team is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the geekly asked questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra, where we answer each and any question you send us to contact at fanbros.com still right now. No, <laughs> right now. Uh, for, uh, yeah. Okay, so the email addresses, yeah, email addresses are still the same for now. <laughs> yeah, for now. I mean, it, it will still change over them. very quickly. We will announce when everything's changed over, and you'll see everything change over on our accounts. You'll see a lot of changeover happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but our, but our emails and everything as as it stands will still work. You won't have to worry about anything. And you you all know that for like the next ten years, people are gonna be tweeting at Fanbro Show. You know, <laughs> like that's. Not, I mean. <laughs> Listen. Oh God. They're gonna be like, Y'all deleted y'all account. Like, no. No, I mean, you know, we'll still have that one. You know, it'll still be there. It's just, you know, but anyone following now is going to be following at for all nerds. So don't worry about that. Let's get into this watch segment. Like we said, hit us up at for all nerds on Twitter, on Instagram with any question you have. And what do we have up first tonight? The first is from a gentleman who wrote this phonetically to make sure I pronounce it right, because I always pronounce this wrong. Uh, every time. Butcher this one. Chris, a.k.a. Scriberisms. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. They write, hey, fan bros. First off, I'd like to extend, send my condolences to the fan bros universe and celebrate the life of Deadly Diva. She put me on to some cool anime and was always a joy to hear on Outlaw Bars. My guac question. What is your favorite game so far this year? And what titles are you looking most forward to? What makes you hype about that title? Ooh, um, my favorite game this year so far is God of War. Because, oh my God, that game is just a beautiful story. You know, I connected so much with Kratos and his son. And the photo mode is crazy. Everything about it, that the action, the combat, everything. They're actually about to release a new game mode, a new game plus mode. So I'm going to go back and play that some more because, yeah, that game is ill as hell. Um, as far as most looking forward to, ooh, there's a few. But I think right now it's Red Dead Redemption. Mm. Yeah, just because it, I I played the new Grand Theft Auto, but I didn't really get into the online mode of it. And so I really want to see. And I didn't really play the first Red Dead Redemption. So I'm really hyped to see, you know, the next generation and everything about that. So, yeah. I'm just laughing at Jeff shaking his head like, It's a no. travesty. It's a travesty. Like, a I what? Know. James I know. Marsden and the Marsden clan. I know, bro. bro. I ain't never want to raise a Confederate flag in my life until I played Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> it was that. I felt like a, I felt like a contemporary cowboy, that hit me, bro. That hit me late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yo, yeah, that was a little late reaction. Dog, no, that you, you have to play that game at some point in your life. 
Before Red Dead 2 comes out. That's not going to happen. It comes out in October. There's no way, bro. Overwatch consumes my life. Send send Ben all of your hate your hate mail because he doesn't play Bring Red Dead Redemption. Send it, send it at, and send it at for all nerds. Yes. Please do not send it at fan bros. That's going to be the burner account of our future. So it's going to direct you to fan for all nerds. I'm telling anyway. them that logo and name is worth millions. And you talk about it's the burner. No, on Twitter you have to make it the burner account so that people okay. know. So oh, so ask, we can just talk about people. No, no, I'm just saying it'll be at Fanbro Show and they, y'all didn't listen to our episode because you would have known we changed the name. <laughs> so go on and take your ass to For All Nerds, like we said, and furthermore. <laughs> but back to the situation at hand. Do, um, you have a, do you have a game? I haven't really played stuff this year, but it would be Same. God of War. I, I, I started I started God of War. I got through like the first couple of missions and then... um things happened uh life and i have to get back to it at some point but if we're talking about most anticipated oh it's spider-man for me oh, I, yeah. I think That's i may fully too. go into to uh, i may fully dedicate my my life and soul to sony there's a special edition PS4 Pro Spider-Man that's going to be there that it's it's calling my name. I look away. It's like strippers. Like, you can't look directly into the eyes because all your money just flows out of your pocket. That's wow. how I feel about this. That's what they tell me. Hey, all right. You on front. You from Houston. All right. You could, you could, you could bullshit <laughs> Onyx. if you want. But, $2 Tuesdays. But, right. $2 Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> For all nerds, rated mature. But <laughs> but yeah, so I would say Spider-Man because the way from all accounts, it is the game. I haven't played a mm-hmm. good Spider-Man since Maximum Carnage. So mm. I'm ready. My soul is ready. My body is ready. My melanin is ready for Spider-Man <laughs> on PS4. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. I, like Jeff, have not played much this year except for my holdovers from the Switch. So like Zelda and Mario. But the game that I am absolutely most looking forward to, to the point that the day, the, the minute, the, maybe the first 10 minutes they said that it was available for pre-order, I put in my pre-order, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Hello. Mm. When I say that team put their whole foot and every previous Nintendo iteration of that game in it, I mean that literally. F- first of all, what in the hell is wrong with Masahiro Sakurai? <laughs> Wait a minute. Masahiro Sakurai, okay? This is the director of Smash Brothers Ultimate. And he is on 10. I don't know if you guys saw the Nintendo Direct or the Smash Brothers Direct that happened last week where they killed my man's Luigi. They turned they Luigi into bloody. Uncle Charles from Crossroads. <laughs> They killed my man's King DDD. They king, they killed my man's Mario. And when I say killed, bro, I'm not talking about like, oh, he fell in the hole or Goomba got, you know, he got scooped up. I'm talking about my his man's soul left his body. Soul was literally reaped from his body. And then when he tried to get back in his body, some other thing effed it up. So like I said, Mario, I think, got his head compressed. Like, I'm talking about death like the true death no coming back type thing so that being said this game is looking to be the best smash bros and when i say that i'm saying in the sense of when you talk about the number of levels the available number of levels the music the number of available music the characters the new skins that they got the trophy uh characters the 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 shadow fighters everything like this if you are a smash brothers fan in any capacity especially if you haven't played in a few years like i'm one of them who i I haven't played since i think like i don't want to say melee but i haven't played in a while this is the one you won't get and if you haven't bought a nintendo switch yet buy the nintendo switch this is the one you're gonna want to play this is the one you want to get on this is the one you want to get put back onto and again salute to that entire smash brothers team they did that i can't wait Mm, yep for real what do we have up next tonight up next comes from nestle snipes (laughs) they write what influence has tv and film had on your musical tastes hey arnold turned me and millions of other 90s kids into jazz fans because of Chappelle's show i decided to give rick james prince and shalimar a listen oh my god i want to kill you (laughs) 
<laughs> they said the boot. Come on, Ben. Come on. It's diff- Us generational kids is different, okay? The, boond- the boondocks introduced me to MF Doom. So using that as an understanding, has there been any TV go shows, now. cartoons <laughs> that put you on as different music? Well, you know, put you on the I, I, are you still thinking? Are you upset? You want me to go real quick? You go. I'll go real quick. This is this is not the end all be all, but this is just one example, and I'll come back later with more. But mine wasn't actually TV and film; it was video games. So uh, Jet Grind Radio put me on to, um, like, well, first of all, it put me on to a lot of J-pop music. I, and, and I know a lot of people don't listen to that, but it put me on to that kind of wave and that whole electronic slash dance stuff. That wasn't the first time I heard it, but it put me more onto it. So I started perusing that more, getting a little bit into EDM, getting a little bit into um, just all that. So it, I would say video games had a great effect on my musical taste as well. So for me, I I have a video game one and I have actual TV and film. So for video games, Grand Theft Auto 4, their radio Ooh, yeah. station mm-hmm. was elite. Like, you could be driving around and really think you're listening to Sirius XM or whatever yep. your local hip-hop, pop, top 40, rock. They had everything. And then they, they even had people recording original music that mm-hmm. got played in the radio. Because yep. I know Nas has this track, War is Necessary, that is like one of the hottest tracks I've heard from him just on a, like a, as an aside, as a whatever. And it's in Grand Theft Auto 4 and on um, Funk Flex's station. So this is even before like Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming mm-hmm. stuff. And it sounds like a precursor to streaming. So I, I would hear new rap, new pop, new everything from that. And it, it kind of put me on. Then as far as TV goes, so back in the day, in the early aughts, MTV used to play music videos, right? So they used to play music videos, and they used to have a midnight music show where they would play all the, the top videos requested and what was hot. And I used to work the booth on my college campus. Um, for those who know, um, affectionately known as booth Nazis, the people who swipe you into the dorms. So I was doing that. Oh, you was one I, of those. Yeah, but 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 I was I was fair. I was fair. Um, yeah, I mean I wasn't. You know, let me see your ID, Mister. But um, <laughs> I wasn't Mister Otis. But um, <laughs> but you know, if I knew you and I knew you from campus and you were a dead ass <laughs> student, yeah, you got the yo. Go ahead. But you know, the feds was watching, so I had to be like, "Have you swiped?" <laughs> so so um. That night, they used to play everything. And it was music that I probably wouldn't have listened to without watching it. But I would hear certain stuff, and I'm like, oh, nah, this is all hot. And I don't know if that was the delirium, because I was working an overnight shift. I would work like 12 to 8 or 12 to 10 mm-hmm. or something like that. But, um, yo, it was rocking. So that put me on That put me on to a whole lot of stuff. Mm. Um, It's tough for me just because I've always had really eclectic and weird musical tastes, like even... Before, like, I didn't even get into hip-hop first. I was always into other shit, and then hip-hop came into it. And then after hip-hop came into it, I just got into everything because of hip-hop. So, because hip-hop samples everything. So, that's tough for me. But certain shows like um, Breaking Bad definitely had some ill-ass music that I'd never heard before. And so, there were songs on there that I just fell in love with because of Breaking Bad. I even did a Breaking Bad mixtape at one point for Fanbros that is, you know, out there you can find on the internets and mm-hmm. has like all the different songs mixed together that they used on there. So Breaking Bad is one of them. That was one of the best shows yeah. of music. I'm trying, there was another one that I cannot think of right now, but Breaking Bad is one that really got me as far as like, you know, music that I didn't know Yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I don't know for me, just generally speaking, if it's been TV and film that has got me into the music. It's really been video games and people. Uh, People like my sister, being being older, being able to listen to stuff that I wasn't allowed to listen to, but she Mm. would play it when I was in the car with her. So I got Mm. into rock because of her. Like the first rock song I ever heard was Teen Spirit. Well, I don't know if you call that alternative or grunge, but the first song I ever heard was was with Nirvana Teen Spirit. So that got me into everything else. And and that's how it is with me. It's more of a domino effect. I mm-hmm. love music, just period. I love music. 
And if I hear something that I that I really like, that I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go down a YouTube rabbit hole and find anything related, and you know, I'm gonna find everything about that artist, listen to their stuff, and then go down about the related artists. And that's generally how I I learn about other music and how I like expand my my musical palette. Like I I just I'm the domino effect type person. This is like if you put on put me on to something one time that sounds really fire and, and it's a, a, a something that I've never heard before, I'm probably gonna learn more about it right on my own. Fun fact Word. smells like Teen Spirit is my go to karaoke song. Oh, that's such a good karaoke song. Any song where you yelling at the top of your lungs is a great karaoke song. <laughs> yeah, I threw on a hoodie once. I thought I was Kurt Cobain. <coughs> Pete Kurt Cobain, bro. <laughs> You know what's what's a great karaoke? Paramore. Almost any Paramore. I love oh Paramore. God. Hmm. Ben's making faces, but I. Love I mean, Paramore. Paramore was cool. They had some joints. I'm, you know, I, I can't front on that. Yo, and speaking uh, of and speaking of mixtapes based off of TV, shout out to my dude Richie Branson, aka Marcus, uh, my coworker at BR. He did Life After Death Star. I don't know if you guys remember that mix. Yeah, I've heard that. Biggie yeah, with the Star dope. Wars. He was the one behind it. And when I tell you, when he came to my job and we we figured it out, when he was like, yeah, I did this mixtape. It was called, I don't know if you heard the I was like, what? That's you? I fanned out. I fanned out for real. In front of, I was like, dogs, you don't understand. I was playing that in my crib like like Biggie came back to life just to we, record We had that you. on the show. The uh, no, Ten Crack Commandments. I used to play that as one of the oh, intros. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yo. Yeah, shout out to him. Like that, that should be a new... That should be a new thing, a new old thing, just like mixing rappers with like wild shit. Like, yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. he did it very it well. Yeah. All right. What do we have up next? Up next comes from No One Two Fifteen. They write, "What version of Thanos do you prefer, the MCU's relatable villain, quote unquote, or the comics' Mad Titan?" All right. Uh, this has been a debate that a lot of people have had and been talking about, you know, since the movie came out. Because in the comics, Thanos is in love with the personification of death. Like in the Marvel comic universe, death is the opposite force from eternity. And eternity is basically all of the universe into this humanoid being who usually forms and looks like a man. And then death usually looks like a woman. And in between them is Galactus, the dude who eats the planets, who's like the force in between it for some reason. Whatever. It's comics. So so Thanos is in love. Thanos is in love with death. And so he does everything to get her favor. And in the Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet comic book, the very first thing he does once he gets the gauntlet is, you know, and gets all the stones is snap his fingers. That actually starts off the whole comic book. Like, you know, he snaps his fingers and then everything else happens after that. So we might see some of that in the next movie. We might not, whatever. But we haven't seen him be in love with death. And in the movie, it's more about balance and universe. And he actually has the same lines in the comic, too, though. He talks about the same thing, though, that eliminating half of the universe will, you know, stop overpopulation expenditure of resources, all that same stuff. So I think that's kind of a confusion bit that people think the comics and the movie have different motivations because it's really kind of the same thing. Like, he's a psychopath in the movie. And so, you know, even though he says he wants to, you know, save people and eliminate, you know, sort of resources are saved, et cetera, et cetera, and people learn their lesson, that's some nonsense because really he's in love with death and he wants to kill half the universe. I think it's the Gamora factor that makes people believe that he's more soft and squishy on fi- on t- on film. Versus but in the book, he loves Gamora. Well, no, no, but I mean, not it's not pronounced like that. He's not dropping Gamora off like that. He's I not mean, like you don't see that exposition like you do in the film. Oh no, it's like completely that. different stories though. That's, that's what I'm saying. And I how think, he gets the stones is completely different in the right. In but the, I think, you know. but but I mean that's just an adventure, right? Whatever. Yeah. But the part that people are saying about why they feel like he's not a real villain, you know, he's squishy or whatever. I think it's the Gamora. <laughs> Yo, that is so crazy. It's, I mean, not crazy, not crazy. I mean, you know, that is so not, like not, right. Not, I think not, missing let's not even the movie. use that term. It, yeah. It's different, but. Yeah. What's interesting, like, because I've read the book um, a few months back. <laughs> comedy. And it's <laughs> sheer comedy. So when people say, oh, you know, he was so serious as a Mad Titan. No, it, it's hilarious. I mean, this dude made like his name out of planets at one like, point. 
it's it's <laughs> ridiculous the hilarious thing he's doing. But I think when you, because when you have a comic book, yes, you have the words that are there on the page, but you mm-hmm. also have your imagination, and yes. you also have from the the art style and the direction, the leaning of it, you come into your head a thing like, oh, this the Mad Titan, you know, he 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 on the block, all that stuff. He's the same guy. Oh, my man he, choked he out Loki. What does he have to do? It's the same guy. And I, I don't, <laughs> I have to agree with Ben on that. He well, kept that another, same energy on. <laughs> here's another thing. People don't read the books. We've already established that many times, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've read Thanos' standalone and you've read how he became Thanos, you would mm-hmm. know that the two characters are pretty much interchangeable. Yeah. It's just the the focus of their love is mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MCU Thanos loves the world, quote unquote, so much that he would take half of it <laughs> away so only begotten daughter could survive. And in the comic Thanos, at first he loves death. Then he loves the idea of dying. Just to say, like, he can reach that ultimate level if he kills himself. And then he realizes... You know, death ain't really all it's cracked up to be. So why don't I just deal it instead? So he had a it's nebula moment, sides, right? <laughs> oh my god! What did so he had a he had a come to nebula moment. We, we just need FYI, to- <laughs> uh, they did nebula a damn favor in the movies, okay? Because Oof. she was not doing herself no favors in the book. None. Literally. None. None. Stupid. We need a what would Thanos do shirt. <laughs> Stop giving away good ideas, Ben. I know. Thanos All right, is what's the type next? not to share his food and just throw half of it away and say, "I was select. I selected myself to eat these chips." <laughs> what do we have uh, up next? Noble Vessel writes, "Will Petey Pablo ever get an episode of Unsung?" Wow. Just kidding. Uh, the real question is why. Th- what? The right. Disrespect. I was just like, <laughs> th- so disrespectful. I didn't put that, you guys. This yeah, is the that, question I'm reading. Yes, thank you. They, they wrote, why don't comic book companies no longer sell at retailers like grocery and drugstores anymore? Mm. They didn't have comic shops go- uh, near me when they were growing up. So going to one was rare, but I was guaranteed to end up at a Walmart or a K&B every other week or so. Mom Dukes buying me collector packs or individual issues along with Wizard Magazine at those spots helped me start reading and collecting. You know, those nagging impulses, those nagging impulse buys that you bug your parent to get after roaming a store than waiting in line. Good times. That's um, a throwback. You, you know what else they don't sell? Stores. Like there's a lot, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of reason why comic books aren't in stores. But like, okay, when you're talking about Wizard Magazine, you're talking about the nineties and aughts. And most of that time comics were selling, X-Men was selling well over a million copies per issue. You know? Mm. Like that is why the they numbers were every- now like like the high <laughs> on the high end. <laughs> they ain't a million. You know, <laughs> like I'll say that. Like they ain't close. I think sixty, four hundred thousand. I think no no, I don't even know people are, I know Batman was the highest seller, the wedding issue was the highest seller for July, and I'm not sure exactly what it did, but it's nowhere near a million. And that was consistent. But, you know, that was like X Men would be a million. Mm-hmm. You know, X Men something else would be a million that same month. It was crazy back then. So that's I'm, why it's not I'm, like I'm that. looking and like for instance this on comiccron.com mm-hmm. you can see what's going on right now. Um stuff that's been on sale since like April or so is at the 400,000 mark. Yeah, 400,000 I know is like a good number. Uh, 500,000 is the high water mark at least for right now from Yeah. Uh, and that's comics. that's really good. That means comics are really on an upswing because for years they were nowhere near that. You know, the top seller was not getting that. So well, that's here, here, really here's good. a couple. But that's only the top three are in the fours. Right. Then oh, yeah. immediately when you go to slot four, it drops down to two hundred eighty nine thousand, and yeah. it just goes down from there. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a couple of things. The business model the business model has changed. Mm-hmm. First right. off, I was gonna say, do you, um, what? I was gonna say, do you think that's also why this? Well, I know Ben, you're saying they were selling a million copies, but do you think it's because they were in all these random places that they were no, selling a million? No, no, they were in. They were selling a million copies, and that's why people had. I mean. Comics were used to be even before that, before they were selling millions, they were in nude stands. But like Jeff was saying, it's just a business model and times have changed. You know, it's like 
They so, used to, that, that's where I used to buy them was Safeway, you know, grocery stores. Yeah, I bought I bought comics in as a kid. Bought them bought them in uh, grocery stores. I bought them mm-hmm. in comic book stores. Yep. Um, couple of things. One bootlegging has increased. It's happened to the music industry and it happens to the comic industry. Bootlegging is a factor. I don't think it's the factor. Secondly, when you're competing with online, with comic books, the digital wave, everything, those competitions, I don't think it's beneficial for comic comic book companies. And it's probably not even beneficial for grocery stores Mm because grocery stores are facing their own extinction Mm -hmm. level event yeah with farmers markets with online shopping with 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 all these different types of things mom and pops the bodegas will always be strong because they are rooted in the community so if you're key food pathmark shop right um Publix is like Wu-Tang, it's forever. So I don't think they'll ever have a problem. But um, if you are these regional Safeway, Segway, um, I think there's a Segway and Safeway. Segway. <laughs> it might be Safeway I'm thinking of. But if you're these regional grocery store chains, Pathmark, all this stuff, it don't, it don't really cost. It, it, it doesn't make any business sense for you to be selling comic books. The magazines ain't even moving like that anymore. Mm-mm. And the, and the other thing is, like, even in some of those stores now, in the larger ones, I've still seen comics recently. So it's I've more. I've never just, seen a comic book in a grocery store. Oh, yeah. Ever. No, they still have them. Because, like, I saw some recently where it's like Batman, especially the bid sellers like that. You know, they had Batman and stuff like that. But, you know, like, times have changed, man. It's just one of those things we got to accept and move on. You know, it's like these aren't those days. So, and they're probably not coming back. Print is. A tough business. Like I say, I'm shocked that even I know Batman and Saga are usually the two top sellers right now. And it's crazy that Saga, you know, a book that's independent as hell, does the numbers that a Batman does. So, you know, it's good. You know, they're still in a good place. But, you know, you just try to go to other places. And like we always say, you should be supporting your local comic book store. This is more important than finding them in chain corporation, you know, grocery stores. Well, I also say you should support them if they support you. Not True indeed, you. and they will. I mean, you know, make sure they offer that subscriber's discount. You know, shout out to a shop called Quest in Cali. They hooked me up. You know, I got a nice little discount from getting one book a month right now. Shout, out, nice. shout out to Best you know? Comics. Yeah. Anything else tonight for Guac? That's everything, sir. All right. Well, as always, make sure you send in your questions to the For All Nerds account. On all social media, you can find us. That's F-O-R-A-L-L-N-E-R-D-S. And since we were just talking about comics, let's bring it over to one of my favorite segments that hasn't changed its name. It's Comics <laughs> I Cut. Look at that. I'm throwing shade on my own show. <laughs> What's new, Ben? <laughs> Not this name. It ain't new. <laughs> Let me tell you what's new. There was calamari, and it was great. Um, <laughs> Whoa, please. The calamari is always great, man. That's I mean, one just, thing. I got a shellfish allergy, and I can even tell you the calamari you guys, is If you guys on Twitter, just, just search calamari. It's yeah. the most hilarious thing. Yes, it was Hopefully great. Hopefully the right thing comes up for you. For real. <laughs> but, yes, comics I copped, where we talk about all the comics that you, that we, that we all cop. You know, use that hashtag, comics I copped, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere. Let me know what you're reading right now. And I got a couple books to talk about. If you're following me on Instagram, at DJ Ben, I mean, you might have seen these because I posted these when I copped them. The New World by... Alez Cott, friend of the show, has been on here before. He's the author of Generation Gone, one of my favorite books from, uh, I think that was earlier this year or last year. Either way, great book. And Trad Moore, like who is one of, oh my, yo, Trad Moore is a monster. Like, I can't talk wow. enough about this dude. Like, when you talk about action, he is one of the illest. And when you talk about, like, he's growing and growing as an artist, and it's just getting better and better. And I really want to shout out Heather Moore, who's the colorist on this book. This woman has never done a comic book before, all right, what? ever. This is her first comic book. And I'm sitting there looking at the colors, and I'm like, yo, there's some psychedelic stuff. All right, the New World is a really ill story. It takes place, like, after there's been a nuclear war, and it takes place in America. 
in basically what has become New California. Like America has been split into different regions, and New California is takes up California and most of Texas, et cetera, and is like kind of like what America should be, or or not even should be like what America is right now, but to eat in a stream. So the New World is about a story about this black woman who's part of the police force, which is like a reality TV show police force in New California. And she's tasked with arresting this rebel who's rebelling against the government, etc. They meet the night before she gets the job of taking him down on her reality TV show. The night they meet before in a club, they have sex. Things happen. And now she has to hunt this dude down who she is probably falling in love with. So it's one of these stories where it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet with a really ill twist of her being this cop on this reality TV show. And she's like the second highest cop on the reality TV show because she doesn't kill her targets. And the highest cop is straight up and down a murderer. So ill story, ill art. Alex Cott is one of the, I mean, he's just an ill writer. Like he always has a whole lot to say with his stuff. Like Generation Gone was one of my favorite limited series. Definitely check that out if you haven't. Just a really, really dope book. First issue. I mean, just incredible art, incredible color, great story. Also, I picked up uh, Four Kids Walking to a Bank from Black Mass Studios, and it is straight up and down what the title says, Four Kids Walk Into a Bank. It's about four kids who are forced to rob a bank, you know, for some really ill reasons. I really enjoyed it. I have to say the ending, no spoilers, but the ending, like, it's one of them things that's kind of like the last episode of Lost. Like, as much as I love that series, the last episode was, like, whatever to me. You know, like, the story yeah. was great. And then mm-hmm. the, la- the very end of the book, I was kind of like, nah. All right. You know. <laughs> but the story is so dope. Like, Four Kids Walking to a Bank, you know, has great art. It's, like, really ill storytelling techniques, the way they tell the story. You will instantly fall in love with the four kids. It's, like, Stranger Things, where you just love these kids so much. It was just one of the things, maybe I just wanted more. You know, I wanted more story. And it ends, and I'm like, oh, man, like, you know. But definitely check it out. Great story. You know, just no superheroes, none of that stuff. It's just four kids, you know, who rob a bank. I like it. I'm going to pick that up. Uh, yeah, it's really great. Great graphic novel. Really great art, like I said, you know, from Black Mass Studios. Check it. Anything from you, Jeff, tonight on the comments? Yes, I have read the first issue of the relaunch of Fantastic Four. Ah. This is Dan Slott picking up the mantle. And if you've been reading everything that's happened since Secret Wars, Mm -hmm. this is everybody coming to grips with the fact that the Fantastic Four are no longer around, which... Clearly, they're going to be around, but it's it's really storytelling from the perspective of Johnny and Ben, the last two that uh, didn't get tapped to go re-image the whole multiverse. So um, it was a lot of work. Yeah, right, right. It's like Johnny <laughs> good, Ben. You good know, job if you can get. You're it. good. You're good. You stay on Earth. Don't worry. We we don't call you. I think we got uh, free nights and weekends in um, Earth 25. What do you do? Turn to fire and your rocks? Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're, we're going to take we're gonna take Valeria and, and Franklin because I, yeah. I think their skill set is a little bit more uh, adequate. But yeah. don't worry. Don't call us. We'll call you. And that's essentially what happens in the first issue. And um, it, it was really good. It's a good... It's a good start, especially for people who have been reading the the Secret Wars and everything since then. It's it's good. I I, I think they're 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 trying to b- build that gap between what's happened because Secret Wars was like two years ago. It's crazy. They've been gone for a minute, and now they're back. So I I enjoyed it. There were, there's a couple of back. They have a Doom story and something else that I didn't get to, but the main the main uh, and Dan Slott writes the whole thing. Sarah Pacelli's on the pens. Um, on the ink, so I, you know, I have to get a chance to read that. But those, those were cool. Uh, what else? Batman Fifty Two. I read that was that was real good. Which whereas yeah. it's basically Bruce making the case against himself as Batman as to why Mister Freeze. Why he's trash? Like he's treat he's treating Mister Freeze like he was OJ. 
Yeah. It's ill. It, and it's ill because they tie in the events of how he got to freeze with him making making the case why there should be some type of reasonable doubt. And I tell you, man, you you leave a superhero at the altar and everything goes out, goes to shit, right? So I think that I it's it's just phenomenal storytelling. Tom King. And, and uh, you know, imagine the richest dude at the table saying, I think we should stay in jury duty for a couple of hours. Just imagine that. And every response you think he gets, he gets in this episode, um, in this yeah. book. So that's good. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three. It's continuing the opening arc. Um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man um, are dealing with the effects of something that happened in the previous issue. And listen to what I said because it's exactly what I said. Um, Ryan Otley is breathtaking. <laughs> I mean, bruh, bruh. Like, how long? Do, you now know how you know. like Jay Z said, if he could rhyme, he'd rhyme like to live quality. If I could draw, I think I'd draw like Ryan Otley. Mm. It's only three three issues. This dude, Spider Man, is impeccable. I'm still getting used to the faces of the women, but the the Spider Man is like you can eat off the pages. Jeff, that you clean? have got to read Invincible. I Jeff. have to. I have to. Like I, I, every just, every moment, because because in Invincible you get to see his progress. Because when he first came on, uh, Corey Walker was drawing, and I was like, oh, man, I'm gonna miss Corey. And it took me like three or four issues, and then Ryan started getting better and better and better and turning into this monster that he is now. Like, there's, I mean, there's an issue of all splash pages that's just one of the greatest things ever. It's like, the dude is, he's, he's a problem. Yeah. He, yeah, he's he don't a problem. Make sense. He don't make no sense. Like, he just mm -mm. doesn't make any sense. So I would, I would definitely pick those up. There's some good reads and some, and some good reads coming out. Um, coming out this week too. I have a lot of catching up to do. I have a whole lot of catching up. So future episodes of hashtag comics I copped TM. Uh, I will. I'll drop those off. Word up. Nice. And also this week the new issue of Wicked and Divine drops. I've already got to Oof. read it. It's the finale of the latest arc, and it's nowhere near as bad as last issue. If you read last issue by now, last issue was a heartbreaker. It was a crusher as. A lot of these issues are, but there's a lot of revelations and a very big revelation at the end of this issue that had me like, what are they talking about? Like where I'm like, I can't wait for tomorrow or today when you hear this episode so I, so I can talk about this with everyone because I have no idea what they meant. Mm. But I love it. Wicked and Divine still, you know, like I've said again and again, is going down as one of my favorite, probably top five books of all time, right up there with Invincible. Right up there with anything Grant Morrison has. I mean, anything you want to put up there. Tom King, Vision. I mean, you know, all the greats. Comics I copped. Tatiana, do you have any novels I copped? Or good nonfiction I copped? I did want to comment just again on the praises that Ben was leaving for Wicked and Divine that the, the what is it called? The replay, well, in games, the replay value, the re-readability of the book <laughs> is high. Really? You high. understand like, now? Yes. It's... Like, it, it doesn't matter if, you know, you've read the whole thing two times, three times, don't matter. It still holds up. And that is a, a testament to great writing, great forward thinking, great world building, great story building. And it's one of those types of things where in the writing itself, as well as the art, you notice things that you did not notice before. And you connect the dots in different ways. So it's a full body, robust series. I love it. It's I, I I mean not that I have the the comic book knowledge that you do that you have been but I gotta say no, that's top that that's are, top I, that's one of my favorite things about Wicked and Divine it's one of those books one you don't need to read any comic book ever it's not even a book where you need like a history of comics no like something none. like Watchmen like Watchmen you really need to know the thing they're aping and talking about you know you need to know all these tropes no. and stuff Wicked and Divine the, you might need to know music. You know, it really helps but, the more music. And it'll put yeah. you on the music. You want to talk about a book that puts you on the yes. music. It put me on the mad music. Yes. And it is just, but like you said, the re-readability, the way, like as a writer, the way it's plotted drives me nuts because it's so <laughs> many things that I'm like, you motherfucker. Like, you know, and <laughs> I just look back like, oh, you know, 
So yeah, check out Weekend of Divine. The latest issue completes the latest trade. There's only seven more issues, I think, after this one, plus two specials, and it wraps up pretty soon. It hurts, but, you know, all great things have to come to an end. Like Fanbro Show. <laughs> and Brian K. Fong, you still got a fade for me for leaving a, for leaving that damn book for a year, at least a year. New trade of saga drops. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes. But like I said, Fan Bro Show is over. But we do not stop. As Combat Jack would say, it does not stop. Welcome to the new era. This is the For All Nerds show. Make sure you check out our Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. Check out all the great tiers, all the great stuff that we have for you right there. Thank you for all your support throughout the years and into the future. Anything else before we get out of here tonight? The new logo is in Technicolor and surround sound. So the, the, uh, the spirit and the mood of the original is always going to be there. Blah.